In a world where good news is hard to find, WAVA and One Heart DC present Good News for the City. We're here to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ and what his body, the church, is doing to spread this good news in the Washington, D.C. metro area, including Northern Virginia, Maryland, and D.C. As Jesus said in John 17, Father, that they may be one just as we are one. Welcome to Good News for the City. It's the gospel, the gospel that makes a way. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Good News for the City, the broadcast radio partnership between WAVA Radio and One Heart DC. My name is Brian Bales, and as always, I have the privilege to host this show for you and to talk about how it is really the gospel that makes a way, whether it's on the radio, on podcast, whether you catch me here on a Sunday at my other job at lead pastor at Christian Fellowship Church in Ashburn, Virginia, or whether we happen to meet in a grocery store or wherever you might be, the gospel is at the focus of everything. And what we like to do on the show, as longtime listeners know, is we like to introduce you to ways that the gospel really makes a difference. And today, it might be something a little bit different than what you've thought about before. The book of 2 Corinthians says this, you will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way, which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. For the ministry of this service is not only in supplying the needs of the saints, but is also overflowing in many thanksgivings to God. Now, in this passage, the human author through the power of the Holy Spirit is the Apostle Paul. And what he reminds us is that all of Christ's followers, all of people who call Jesus and they go to him are called to give generously in one way or another. And specifically, though, they're called to give to ministries and projects that make a kingdom impact. But one of the questions I think that happens a lot in our life is how can then kingdom-focused nonprofits who want to make a kingdom impact best provide opportunities for people then to make a difference through giving? So today we're going to hear from Jim Dempsey about ministry development and fundraising, maybe something you've not thought about when it talks about the gospel making a difference. And we're going to include strategies and resources that can help a nonprofit to successfully reach out to others in order to help the gospel make a way in the kingdom work to be established. So, Jim, thanks for joining us on the show. We're glad to have you here and talk about this important subject. Thanks, Brian. It's great to be here. Yeah, and as I say often, I hope you still feel that way when we get to the end of the show. But, you know, it's really interesting when I look at people's backgrounds and how they come from. You know, you're a graduate of both New Mexico State University as well as California State University. You worked in the private sector, but in 1984, you joined the staff of Crew, which many people might remember was then called the Campus Crusade for Christ. And very quickly, you, you kind of moved up the ranks to become director of development administration, director of marketing. And in fact, within your first four years, you helped design the first internationally oriented pledge program. Um, you also supervise administrative foundations of major donors and representatives. You did all kinds of stuff. You actually even worked uh, for 18 months directly with the founder of Crew, Bill Bright, to create the president's strategy around major donor relationship efforts. Uh, in 88, you became the Associate Director of Development for Campus Ministries, uh, the position you currently hold. I could go over and over and over, Ben, your background and how God has used you, but you're also a frequent lecturer now on development and management, and you create content uh, through your YouTube channel, Jim Dempsey-Fundraising, and in that, it includes a library of more than 255 training videos 
for people who want to help understand what it looks like to develop resources by fundraising or what we're going to talk about in a minute you call friend raising to make a difference. Uh, It's fundraising masterminds. I find this intriguing. And so I'm going to love our conversation today. I hope you will as well. And I hope our listeners will. You know, one of the things that we mention from time to time is that in life, if we're not careful, we'll kind of make this sacred and secular sort of divide. That one aspect of our life is really sacred. One aspect is secular. Two very common places we do that are in financial resources and in our careers. And But we know that God doesn't separate that out. So you made a move, as some would say, from the secular world or the private sector to the sacred world or the kingdom sector a long time ago. I, I'm interested, what, what caused you to maybe do that? What was the impetus to become involved with development and raising funds to make a difference for the kingdom? Well, it, I really – it's been said so often that no little boy or little girl grows up wanting to be a development officer, a fundraising person. That's just not part of the scheme of things. So it really has to be God Mm. move you into this area so often. Now, my wife and I both were products of crew uh, on the college campus. We both were introduced by fellow students to the gospel, both of us in college. Uh, We went to the same university together and uh, came to Christ, ended up getting involved in in crew and then going to uh, working in secular positions for a few years, both of us. Uh, We went to a conference where Josh McDowell spoke on uh, what would it mean to leave a career that you had and that you were making good money at the time and moving to a a situation where you had to raise your own personal support and you had to give everything over to the Lord and and go wherever he wanted you to go and do whatever he wanted you to do. And after working on the college campus for a little while, I was placed. So I was at uh, Texas Tech University. Mm I, my Wife and I received an assignment, as happens every May with crew. You you get your assignment for the next year, and I. But my wife and I were both assigned to their headquarters in San Bernardino, California. It's currently in Orlando, but uh, in nineteen eighty four, it was in San Bernardino, California. And my uh, received a little slip of paper that said you're assigned to the Office of Development. And I had no idea. Was it land development? I, I, I had no idea mm-hmm. what development was. Didn't know it was connected at all with fundraising. I, I probably would have headed in the in the other direction if I knew that. Uh, but uh, I, I, I would have to say that when I found out about development, I, uh, I kind of went in kicking and screaming because I believe that I left, my wife and I both left mm-hmm. really uh, lucrative positions to go into ministry because we wanted to spend our time on the college campus. Sure. And that I didn't want to go into raising money. That's not why I was there. Sure. There's this old saying that if God often told us where he was going to send us, we'd be a lot like Jonah. I've said this from time to time. Yes. If God would have told me where eventually he was going to put me at the beginning of my journey, it would have been very much me, Jonah, boat, Tarsus. I'd have been looking for uh, for that moment. But the truth is God uh, prepares those he calls. 
those who yes. he calls aren't always prepared at the time. It's just listening and obeying to what he asks us to do. And he sort of prepares us lots of times on the way. And there's been wonderful surprises for you over this journey. And I think one of the ways that I found it interesting as I was looking at your background is just even how you define this idea, for many people, a very challenging one, of dealing with resources and kingdom work. Because so many people, I'm sure, have been asked to make a difference through giving of their finances. Some of us have had wonderful experiences in that. Others have had less than wonderful experiences in that, where we kind of feel like a widget and just an ends to a means, but not necessarily a piece of the kingdom. And that's why when you don't call it fundraising, you call it friend raising, it really piqued my attention. What's the difference there? Well, when I first got into development, I had some amazing mentors, and they really taught me the difference between uh, friend raising and fundraising. Um, In fact, I always say that if I was in the area of fundraising, I I wouldn't have lasted very long. The uh, average life expectancy of a development person is 18 months, Mm -hmm. and I'm in my 38th year, and I believe that it's because I was taught the concept of friend raising. And what that means is fundraising focuses in on the pocketbook, on getting someone to give money, essentially seeing someone as a dollar sign. Sure. Friend raising uh, focuses in on relationship building. It, it is, it's bringing someone into the fold with you to be partners in ministry. You have different roles. We may be the person who actually enacts the ministry, does the the ministry functions, but they come alongside and have an equal part with their their finances. I always say that if I was uh, if I was interested in fundraising, I would just you know just go door to door, sell cookies and candy, and mm-hmm. and there's don't get me wrong, there's a lot of organizations that do that, but. Bottom line, they're not building long-term relationships. They may be meeting an immediate need of hunger or desire sure. for a thin mint or whatever. You know, you hit it. When I, I was thinking thin mints in my head already. I don't know the name of the one who shows up every year, but whenever they show up, there's this moment of how much of my cash am I going to uh, put forward in there? Now, you right. mentioned how the average lifespan is 18 months. There clearly has a challenge with that. But let's flip it back to the organization, not the person who is thinking about that, because I know a lot of our listeners are either involved in a nonprofit organization or know someone that they will pass this podcast to or they'll be listening to it live on WAVA. Um, they'll, they'll look at this and they'll go, okay, well, why is this key to think friend-raising instead of thinking through just the aspect of fundraising? Why is this key to making a difference? Well, the bottom line is that people, I believe that when we come to Christ, I believe that people give us a burden, a certain burden to do something. And that could be in my situation where it was going into full-time ministry, but it also could be in the workplace that God has chosen you to use your resources to be successful Mm -hmm. in your profession and use that as a way to funnel money to organizations that are helping to meet the need for that. And what happens is that I believe that too often ministries and churches make the mistake of separating those two. It's like, thank you. uh, uh, We just want your money. We'll take it from here. Mm -hmm. And that's the last thing that those partners want. They want to be part of 
the, uh, of what ministry is about. They can't go into full time. They're doing it because of the 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 um, minister the uh, aspect of what you're doing. Uh, but but they really enjoy um, being a part of something like that. And you have to embrace that. You need to let them do that. Yeah, part of that sound effect you got from the background. I got this brand new board I'm working through, and it's got a couple of sound effects, and I accidentally bumped one. So we got the non-professional work in the board today. I wasn't making fun of what you just said. So, but we're going to leave that in for our listeners just to know well, that. I thought hey, that was more their feelings. Yeah. That, well, you know, uh, that's true. I've never used a sound effect before, but that I think <laughs> would be that true. So let's do with that. Wah, 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 wah. I mean, I think a lot of people, that's what they're feeling when they hear this. Because the idea of even trying to implement this seems a little overwhelming. So practically, what does implementation of some sort of strategy like friend raising, what does that look like? Well, I it really, for me, comes down to three things, three words, win, keep, and lift. Mm-hmm. We want to win people to our cause. We want to keep them through cultivation. And we want to lift them to higher levels of involvement, which a lot of times equals giving. And so when we win people to our cause, we want to uh, we want to look for initially that critical few. What's the 20% that's bringing in 80% of our dollars. What do we do to develop relationships with those people? Mm-hmm. Who do we know that might be interested in our cause? Who do we know that has the capacity, the capability to make a gift? And we want to go deep with those people. And so the winning aspect, it's it's very much like winning someone to, to Christ or getting to know someone the first time. Almost like a first date. Yeah, you're you're taking someone on a first date. Now, Brian, uh, if if I if you ask my wife, would she have married me after our first date? She would have said no. Uh, but I was smart enough uh, to call her the next day and develop a relationship. If I would have waited two or three months, I can guarantee you we'd not be married today. Too often, too many organizations will do the latter. They will they will meet someone and and someone may even give an initial gift mm. and that they won't hear. They won't get a thank you. They won't hear from people yeah. for months. And then we wonder why they don't give more. But if we follow that same kind of model and say, you know, let's let's OK, thank you for your gift or it was good to meet you. Let's build this relationship. What does this mean? What are your desires? What do you need? What do you hope to have from this relationship? Not just, well, let me keep taking from you, taking from you, taking. Uh, we want to give back to them. I love that analogy of relationships. And my analogy with my wife, she turned me down twice. So there's something about persistence I think we could probably talk about in friend raising as well uh, in that way. But when a ministry has this opportunity to be fully funded, they're not trying to figure out how to just make the next payment on this impact they're trying to do. What sort of difference does that make when it comes to spreading the good news of the gospel? Well, from my standpoint, um, there there is always a connection with the development fundraising in ministry. Uh, development, I see that as a catalyst. It's it's very much if if I use the the word picture of your garage, and in your garage you have a vehicle, 
And that could be anything from a Volkswagen to a Lamborghini. Uh, and, and that could be the effectiveness of the organization. But if you don't have fuel, all mm -hmm. that's going to happen is that that vehicle is going to stay in the garage and it's not going to do what it was meant to do, get on the road and and hug the hug the corners and, and do what it was supposed to do. So it needs that fuel. And that's what the development aspect is. That's the fundraising portion. That's the fuel that energizes and fuels ministry to be able to accomplish your mission. There's a a, a phrase that I learned early on. It's a it's a ministry without development is visionary. That means just a vision, just an idea. Development without ministry is mercenary. But development with ministry is missionary. And so the two combined together make for a, a dynamic combination, which makes uh, helps you to accomplish your mission. One of the things I'm deeply enjoying about this conversation is you crafting and making an understanding, especially whether we grasp it or not at first, a biblical view of money, that it is a tool um, too often we, we hear people misquote it, right? The sex in scripture and they say, well, money is the root of all evil. They say, no, 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 no. It's, it's the love of money, right? That right. Jesus has given resources, uh, some more than others, some different types of resources than others, but those resources are a tool to make a difference. Yet I think lots of times, especially I know the tension in me many times as, as a lead pastor who leads a nonprofit organization, that's what a church is. There are resources, fuel that is needed. It can be really easy to see this aspect of nonprofit, especially when it comes to ministry, as a necessary evil, right? And I'm going to put the contrast on necessary, but evil. Talk towards people who might have that wrong uh, thought process and belief or people who have the right belief but still struggle a little bit with that idea. Well, absolutely. In fact, the, that necessary evil approach is not unusual at all. In fact, I would say, you know, unfortunately, probably 80 percent of those in ministry uh, do have that belief sometimes. It, it, they see it as a chore. It's labor. It's not ministry. It's something they must do to survive. Uh, and I really believe it all comes down to perspective. And I was so blessed early on as I said, to have good mentors that showed me the the right perspective that and I'm not you know, I, I, I you cut me and I bleed this development aspect because I believe in biblical stewardship so much. Yes. And I believe that God has has placed individuals who who have jobs and, and work so that they can help to uh, provide the resources for ministry. But. I'm not expecting people to get to the point where they love this, but if you can, that's my, always my goal to get people away from necessary evil to, Hey, this is ministry. It's easy. I can do this. I, it's not what I thought it was. And it really, once again, has to come down to that relationship building. Uh, if who wants to look at someone as a dollar sign, nobody wants to, but if you can look at those partners, much as you do your audience that you're serving, whether that be, you know, Central Union Mission or Sanctity of Life Ministries or Assist Pregnancy Center, whatever it is, uh, if you can see those uh, those individuals, you see them as as people and and come alongside them and minister to them. 
what what how I help them so often is in the area of biblical stewardship, understanding that it's not your resources, it's God's. Uh, it's it's one of those things that God owns a thousand cattle on a thousand hills. He's going to provide the resources. He's going to get it done. Uh, and so we it's our job to be stewards and to give. And I think all of us need wise counsel. I heard someone give me a piece of wise counsel this way. He said, wisdom is learned at the feet of your mistakes. Better wisdom is learned at the feet of someone else's mistakes. And you've had a lot of experience and probably some missteps, but also some things that work really well. Is that part of the reason people needing wisdom in this area that you created your YouTube channel, which is just anyone goes to YouTube, it's at Jim Dempsey Fundraising. I already looked it up. It's got a wealth of information there. I'm going to be hitting it later on myself for sure. Is, is this one of the ways that you're helping people overcome misunderstandings, but also help them grow in wisdom in this area? Talk about that if that's so. Oh, it is. Absolutely. In fact, I, I really, in August of 2020, uh, I was like so many. I I felt like uh, I had cobwebs in my head, mm. uh, was not accomplishing anything, and I knew that there were ministries out there that still had to function, still had to exist. I couldn't get it on the road. I couldn't help, and and I wanted to take at that time thirty six years of experience and start to put it in. And it started with one video and just uh, just kept building from there. But mistakes that I would say that are made often. In fact, when I coach and help help ministries it's you are learning from 38 years of mistakes that i've made so that you don't make the same mistakes but once again i you know the biggest is treating people as money and not as partners uh, not listening and seeing others uh, as a way to work together. We Once again, we see people as dollar signs. We don't realize that, that, that God has given them a burden and that together we can accomplish the goals. And, and it's it, where we're too many organizations go in with a, a major partner guns blaring and they just they're they're it's all about give 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 please you know this is what i want you to do for us mm -hmm. rather than listening first and hearing what god has placed on their heart and then finding the intersection between the burden that god's given them and what we do there's generally always an intersection there yeah. and uh and, and and understanding that there is a god's part and there's our part if God wanted to, he could tell me to just sit on my couch and that he would line people up at my door and people would just say, I don't know why I'm supposed to give money, but I'm supposed to do it. But that's not how God chooses to do it. He wants me daily to trust in him, to believe in him for the outcome, for the results, for my budget, whatever it is. And he's got his part and I've got my part. And uh, God, God has provided abundantly. And thank you for those nuggets you've already given. I'm sure all those are to your YouTube channel. But aside for that, how else would you say quickly that people can learn more about ministry development and fundraising and, and keep up with your kingdom work? Where would you encourage them to go and what to do? Well, there's so many good books out there. Uh, one that I, I really enjoy a lot, it's Development 101 by a gentleman by the name of John Frank. It's the basics of development. There's a book, uh, Donors Are People Too, by Tim Smith, uh, Millionaire Next Door. Randy Elkhorn did a book, Money Possessions in Eternity. All great books, but we've also got uh, a resource out there that crew has developed. Uh, it, it's a wealth of information on all aspects of development. It's called Team T-A-M Gold 
Co, not com, but co, teamgold.co. Uh, you will have to ask for ask, access, but our webmaster is known to let people in. And a lot of this other stuff that you mentioned, is that also, so there's a website I encourage people to go to, fundraisingmasterminds.net, some of that information available there? Yes, that's out there as well, too. It's a website to uh, to learn aspects of doing mm-hmm. events and other development strategies. And so, thank Jim, you. just, wow, thank you. I've just enjoyed our time together. I'm sure our listeners have. Uh, long-time listeners of the show know our website for the show is goodnewsforthecity.com. When we post this on podcast, there'll be a lot of stuff down there in the show notes to tell you about more ways uh, to get a hold of you. But just a couple quickly, if you're a quick writer, YouTube again, at Jim Dempsey Fundraising. You can go there. Instagram, at Jim W. Dempsey. Uh, fundraisingmasterminds.net or if you just want to send Jim an email you can send him an email at to Jim at fundraisingmasterminds.net that's Jim at fundraisingmasterminds.net and I'm sure he will get back to you and I guarantee you this just from our little time of conversation together today that you will grow in your knowledge of what it looks like to look at resources in the way that God wants us to look at resources so that they make a difference for the kingdom, and it makes a way. So, Jim, thanks for your encouragement. And if you have questions about today's episode, there are many ways you can get a hold of me. You can send an email to comment at wava.com, or you can call me right here at church, 703-723-3900. You can call me 703-723-3900, and I will get back to you as quickly as I can. Or you can go to Christian Fellowship Church in Ashburn, Virginia, click on the website, and I'll get back to you that way. But as you go today, maybe you've been challenged to think differently about a tool that God has provided because God uses the tools that he provides to us to make a difference. Or as we say every way and every day, it's the gospel that makes a way. It's the gospel, the gospel that makes a way. Thank you for joining us and listening to Good News for the City, a gospel partnership between WAVA and One Heart DC. This is a partnership, movement which celebrates and seeks to accelerate the move of the gospel into the Washington, D.C. metro area. It is our prayer that through this radio broadcast ministry of Good News for the City, we will see transformed lives and communities and more and more people responding to the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We want to help bring unity to Bible-believing people and churches in order to multiply our impact in our city, and we would love for you to join us. You can learn more at goodnewsforthecity.com. That's goodnewsforthecity.com. Or you can go to wava.com keyword good news. Or you can call us at 703-807-2266. 703-807-2266. And remember, it's the gospel that makes a way.